welcome to the 5th Annual Tuggy Awards. Brought to you by the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Ahoy ho everyone, welcome to the 5th Annual Tuggy Awards, the Untitled Gaming Podcast Awards. My name is Pat, today we're here with Chance. What it do? Rick. Rick. And Zach. Hello. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we're not doing any of that right now. We are doing our uh, award show for the best games, movies, and TV shows of 2022. We are all fresh off the red carpet in our tuxedos. Yeah. God. Pat, you look surprisingly good in a bow tie. Yeah, I got two of them. Okay. Honestly, I don't know why you put them right <laughs> next to each other, but it works. <laughs> it's trying a new thing, you know. That just makes you sound like a fucking fool. <laughs> because I would never think someone simultaneously wearing two bow ties would ever be good. That's why I said <laughs> Not just sound like an idiot. Yeah, I was like, okay, you are. Like, now I just look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, why are we doing this in January of 2023? Because we need time to make sure we're giving consideration to all of these before we award the winners. So Because games come out like late in the year, and unlike the actual game award, just completely disregards the last like month and a half exactly. of the year, we don't do that. And we have like families and stuff like that. A lot of these games we don't get till Christmas, so it's like, you know, we got, we got to have time. Right, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. If you're a, a longtime listener of the podcast, you should have voted for the Tuggies because your vote does count. Uh, we have taken all of the votes, calculated the totals. Our security company has delivered the envelopes to each of us with the winners. We, we have don't a security know company are. that does that? Yeah. I had to pick up mine. I mean, you had to pick it up from my house because they delivered to me. It would be an extra fee for oh. four individual deliveries. Within a certain oh, area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, you got to pay for shipping and it's, it's so just you're already thing. shipping it at that point. Surely <laughs> <laughs> just add uh, another stop. Not be trusted. <laughs> yes, they're good, but they're expensive. So, you know, before we get into the awards, we have our own awards to give out. Uh, and that's award for the podcast. So uh, we are going to be awarding the gaming Nostradamus of 2022. So let me pull up this document. Well, I'm honored to accept this award. You are not accepting <laughs> this award. No. What? I think you failed this award very badly. <laughs> what? What? This is the tally of every prediction we've made in 2022. So if you recall, we've made predictions for the entire year. We made predictions for E3. And then we made predictions before the Game Awards. I've tallied all of the predictions you know people who challenge can give you negative points or they can get negative points themselves if they get a challenge so uh the total points here we have oh zach i don't even want to hear how negative i am right now so rick has a total score of negative 0.42 points that's actually really good oh, that's actually really, really good. good that's really good it's almost positive yeah, and he got some points for Kojima game getting announced at the Game Awards. We've already tallied E3 awards or the E3 predictions, so go check that podcast out. And then um, he did not get right that Avowed would come out spring 2023 and we get a reveal trailer around the summer. 
and then he also predicted Twilight Princess HD on Switch, which I challenged, which cost him a point. It would have been nice, though. Yeah, it would have been nice. Uh, for Chance, he's got a total score for the year of negative 2.33 repeated. So <laughs> What? That's actually not bad I think it's more negative. Everyone just challenged everything I said. And I lost all those points. You were challenged a lot for your year predictions. Two gaming ad- adaptations would get announced, and at least two gaming ad- adaptations would score over an 80 on Metacritic. Both the Mario movie and Last of Us got delayed, uh, and nothing got over an 80. I think the no, I think one thing got over an 80, and that was the uh, what's it called? Sonic um, Two. No, Sonic was like a 60 something on Metacritic. Uh, the the hand-drawn animation. Oh, the box? Cuphead. Hair. Oh, Cuphead. Cuphead? Cuphead show got over 80 on Metacritic, but nothing else did. Nothing else adaptation-wise, at least. Um, and then, let's see here. He also thought that GTA 6 would get announced without a single-player campaign. <laughs> so, that wasn't Wait, right. what? I said that? Yes. The fuck? I feel like you're making shit up. Go listen That's to the episode. That's all the game is, is single Go listen to the episode. Someone had. Right? Are you sure I wasn't drunk? Someone you may have been drunk. I, I don't know what I you meant to say. I don't trust none of these people time. anymore. Last time I did amazing, and oh, oh they got lost. You did amazing got like lost, three years so ago. So it doesn't count. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like tell me someone challenged. That's some bullshit. Yeah, we challenged that. Yeah. Okay. Like no, no shit. I challenged myself. Why did you say that? that? He also said VR and AR growth would be greater in 2022 than it was in 2021. Yeah. That wasn't the case because the price of the Oculus was raised and then PSVR 2 was delayed. I think that's what he was counting on. Uh, so there's actually a couple of articles showing that VR is actually declining in popularity in 2022. God, God damn it. Yeah. So uh, those kind of cost him a little bit. Um, for the Game Awards, he said Stray would win in every category it's nominated in. It wasn't. Uh, that was and then Ragnarok, too, obviously. <laughs> and Ragnarok would win Game of the Year, which is actually... Not possible. It's counterintuitive for, for what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He banked on one, not on the. Yeah, he, he, he took. He bet on both sides. Of the I fence. was covering. I was covering all my bases. But you lost all of them. <laughs> you, you got no but points. It happens. It is what it is. I happened. I took a risk and I lost. Yeah. So I. Moving on. Do we have to? For the, for the year, I got a total of 2.42 points. You were positive? Fuck. Positive, yes. Jesus. So. Uh, Elden Ring wins game of the year. Uh, I also predicted a vowed gameplay, which we didn't get that, but nobody had challenged me. So that's good. Let's see for the year predictions. Uh, I predicted Amazon would buy a major studio or publisher. Uh, nobody challenged me, but that did not happen. Uh, I also predicted at least one new Marvel game and at least one new star Wars game were announced. I would get, I would not get points if, unless both those are met. Zach challenged that, but we did get multiple star Wars and Marvel games announced this year. Um, I also predicted Last of Us remake at the beginning of the year, which Rick had challenged. But then I profited on. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zach, negative twelve point five points oh, for what? the year. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh yeah, that was from the episode that he wasn't here. Yes. No uh, way. Some of his yearly predictions were: uh, Star Wars will not have any presence. This year at all. No shows, no movies, no games. I would never say that. No, this is fraudulent. <laughs> you did. This is fraudulent. You also predicted that Microsoft would buy Sonic, not Sega, just Sonic. I would also not say that. that's <laughs> fraudulent. This is fraudulent. Even <laughs> even if we take out those 
early year predictions, which you had, you know, emailed all of us. So that's I did not do that. I don't you who uses those emails disappeared. If you had take if you take those out, you still would have gotten a negative four point five for the year. You so. gave me eight points of negative picks. What we were you doing? We all challenged a lot of yours. Well, obviously, they weren't mine. What was his NCAA prediction? NCAA will come out this year with Betty White in Michigan attire on the cover. I would never say that. The year she died, Zach. The year she oh died. Oh, my God. I think she died last year. What the f- <laughs> you should have predicted that she'd pass away. I did predict she'd pass away. How many points did I get for that? When did you predict she'd pass away? <laughs> Memorial cover, clearly. Give me the points There's, for that. That's 12, that's 12 and a half points. I mean, even. <laughs> then you still lose. That's fine. I'm not negative. <laughs> no. Zach came in last place. So your gaming Nostradamus for the year is me, Pat. Thank you very much. I'm accepting this trophy, which is a measuring tape, because they're measuring how good I am. I challenge any followers of the podcast to go re-listen to those episodes and... Fact check, Pat. Count it up for yourself. Go ahead and fact check me. You know none of us are going to put forth that kind of fucking effort. <laughs> Moving on. This is not the self-reflective time right now, everyone. Uh, this literally so, is a reflective time. It's an award show on the entire year. It could not be not more reflective. reflective. We're reflecting on the year, all right? So God let's, damn it, Zach. <laughs> let's go ahead and open up our envelopes so we know which categories we have. There's some uh, SMR for you guys. Yeah, the person who has Game of the Year also has one less award to give away because Game of the Year is so important. Oh, Game of the Year. Uh, Rick's got Game of the Year. My boy, Rick. So we'll start with movies, the best movie categories of 2022 with our first award. Chance? Yes, our first award, uh, Best Visual Effects, uh, the most well-constructed and well-used visual effects in a film. The nominees. And for the nominees, Avatar, The Way of Water, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Thor, Love and Thunder, The Batman, or it will and uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. Shut the fuck up, Zach. <laughs> And the winner for best visual effects goes to who to thunk Avatar: The Way of Water. And that asterisk means that it was helped decided by the audience voting. So oh, there was nice. a tie. Oh, wow. There was Look a tie in our voting, and the audience made the final decision. So, wow. all right, all right, Avatar. Our, Look at that. Mm, that first. yeah, good job, Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> It took you, what, like 12 years to make a sequel? Good job, James Cameron. Um, <laughs> best musical score is our next category. And our nominees are Sun Lux for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Simon Fraglin for Avatar The Way of Water, Bruno Cowles for Wendell and Wild, Michael Giacchino for The Batman. Michael Giacchino and Nami Mulan for Thor: Love and Thunder, and the winner Michael is Michael Giacchino nominated twice. Mike, yeah, for the same category. Has that happened before? Yeah, it has. It so. has with yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer. TV. Times, it had with TV musical score with uh, Lou Jorgensen. Ah, uh, um, yeah, he, that right, guy. Yeah. That guy slaps. All right, and the mm-hmm. winner is 
All right. Michael Giacchino for The Batman. You like Nirvana? Very good. The Batman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Nirvana? Um, yeah, it just, they had a very good score for that movie and they also knew when to use music versus when to have silence and kind of like let it let like the, the this, scene the, set. Just the tone can like the music mm-hmm. and the tone just work perfectly together in that movie and it kind of helped make it the film that it is in my opinion like it worked yeah and very that's well. not to take away from any of these other nominees because there was some phenomenal mm-hmm. scores there. yeah there was something in the way but they made it that is true <laughs> all right most underrated movie best all-around package in terms of narrative visuals and production in a movie that does not get its due recognition um in a general in the general public um the nominees for this category are wendell and wild uh bullet train barbarian chip and dale rescue rangers and uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. All very, you know, well-rated films that just did not get their moment in the sun, I, I feel. Yes. Um, however, only one's going to win. That is true. And that winner is going to be... Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It is on Netflix now, so go check it out if you're in for an action comedy. I really... Really yeah, it's very it. entertaining. A lot of craziness, a lot of twists and turns, mm-hmm. and a lot um, of representation too. Yeah, can't, can't eat that. Does that make the rest of these movies even more underrated? <laughs> very much so. Win? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, really, the real winner is the Bob's Burgers movie. I think the real winner is the friends we made along the way. The real, real winner is us because we got to experience <laughs> these movies and did not talk about them. Until now. That is true. <laughs> uh, I, I ended up seeing a lot of these like the last month leading up to the, the Tuggies because I'm like, oh shit, I haven't seen many movies. How did you so, see? Honestly, did you like did Chip, and Chip and Dale? Was, I did like Chip and Dale. That was, that was yeah. nice. That was good. That was good. Yeah. You got to watch Seth Rogen. <laughs> the ugly Sonic part was great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Best performance. Uh, this is me. Go. I'm sorry. Best performance in movies. Uh, This is the most impactful, compelling, and best executed performance by an actor or actress in a film. And the nominees are Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne in The Batman. Uh, Janelle Monae as Andy in Glass Onion. Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Paul Dano as the Riddler in The Batman. And Michelle Yao. Yo. Yo. Michelle Yo as Evelyn Wang in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, great performances by all of these. Uh, I think a lot of the movie is on the shoulders of these people uh, for their respective films, and they did such a good job. But there can only be one winner, and the winner is Nicolas Cage as Nicolas what? Cage in Everything. In uh, the is unbearable weight of massive talent, which is a lot of words on this. Is there an asterisk here. on that one? There is no asterisk on this one. This one was not wow. decided by the audience. I would argue, I would, I would, I would argue that this shouldn't. He shouldn't even be nominated for this. Why? You haven't even seen the movie. He's playing himself. He's not acting. He's playing a version of himself. He's playing himself. 
Which makes the acting even harder. That's, like, that's, yeah, exactly. How do you play yourself, Zach? You just be yourself. Play yourself. Act, Zach plays like himself I'm literally time. doing it right now. You're more whiny in real life, but yet add in a little bit more patheticness, I think. That's just, that's <laughs> disgraceful and blasphemous from you. That's just sick. You're a sick man. There you go. That twinge of patheticness right oh, there. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Beautifully done. <laughs> but no, Nicolas Cage won twice in a row. Because he won for Pig last year, if you remember. That's oh, yeah. Pig was great. Disgusting. But, yeah, if you have not seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I highly recommend you see it. It is a, a great film, and this is where I'm giving my personal award here as well, like one of them at least, and that is the best on-screen chemistry, and that is going to be between Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal, because they were just perfect together. If they are not if they are still not hanging out, like, you know, just normally off camera, it's, it's going to be crazy because they, they seem like they're like the best of friends. Pedro Pascal is walking across America right now. Why do you think they'd be hanging out? They're not filming that live, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. He's in, he's in that one show that came out recently that's like doing okay. The Last of Us. Like he's a, yeah, that one. 4.2 million viewers. In a, in yeah. the, still not, still doesn't beat the Dragon show, but that's it. Know, they only had good. They had only 4.2 million? I feel like that's... No, low. it was just under no, the was... Dragon Show. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, moving on to Best Director, which I also have. Uh, best Director, so Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in a Film. Uh, the nominees are Ryan Johnson for Glass Onion, Daniel Seinert and D- Dan Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Matt Reeves for The Batman, uh, James Cameron for Avatar, The Way of Water, and Zach Kreger for Barbarian. Great direction in all of these films. Uh, they each have their unique... I'm struggling to open this envelope, so I'm trying to like... Well, they they <laughs> do all of their own unique tone. We're not recording this live, Pat. You can take as much time as you need. Don't ruin the, the magic for the audience here. And the winner... Winners are uh, Daniel Seinert and Dan Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The two Daniels. The two Dans. Decided by the audience. Good for you, audience. Nice. Well, look at the audience. I mean, I can't. It's an audio medium. Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm so sick Uh, of you already. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I personally think Ryan Johnson did a really good job. Uh, directing Glass Onion, that's who I voted for. I think that film was very well constructed, and like upon subsequent subsequent viewings, you do pick up on a lot more things. Uh, but you know, nothing taken away from everything, everywhere, all at once. That is a a great film and a very well directed film. And I think without a good director, that kind of falls apart. So, movie of the year. That's sad. It's me. We come to our last category for for films. It is movie of the year. And the nominees are... Okay, I don't understand how... Okay, interesting. Uh, the nominees... What does movie of the year mean? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what does Sorry. it mean? The what movie of the year is the best all-around package in terms of narrative, visuals, and production in a film. And the nominees are Glass Onion, The Batman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and The Bob's Burgers Movie. And the winner is... The Batman. Nah, movie of the yeah. year, the Batman. For it. Does that have an asterisk? 
It does not have an asterisk. This was decided by us. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, Batman was a pretty decent film. I think it had some issues in terms of pacing towards the end and, uh, kind of the ending. I wasn't really a huge fan of, but I did like the tone and the Gotham that they created. So, uh, Props to Matt Reeves. It was a really good movie. And honestly, it's kind of hard to follow up with Batman, especially like since Batman is, as far as cinematics, has been like the leader of the DC universe. And actually being able to make a good movie out of it that doesn't disappoint, like, Mm. awesome. They kind of made him a little bit more of a detective, a little more gloomy. I I was always all about it. I loved it. Yeah. A a tad bit inexperienced and uh, a lot of. yeah, yeah, I love that. That movie Thanks. was near perfect, um, except for one thing personally. But other than that, yeah, I love the Batman. You didn't like yeah. the uh, the aliens? Just no, don't like carpet. <laughs> All right, we do have some comments uh, submitted by our audience who voted. Who wants to read these? I don't have. Do we have access I, to them. They're right in the outline if you guys are paying attention. But okay, movies weren't that great in 2020, to be honest. And honestly, I don't think a lot of things were that great in 2022, to be honest, because like yeah. we're in a weird period where like when all these things usually would be developed was during COVID. So we kind of have a lull and you see that in games mostly because, you know, usually we get like a slew of amazing games. And I think we kind of got spoiled during the beginning of COVID because all these were already in development getting towards the end. And like, True. boom, they were released and it helped us out a lot when we were isolated. But. You know, these developers were also isolated. You know, that ways of movies, TV, and uh, games, especially. So we're kind of feeling that wave right now, but I think it's going to get better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, but uh, even in a year where we don't have a pandemic, if we got movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once, Unbearable Way to Mass of Talent, Glass Onion, and The Batman, I would count that as a, as a pretty good year. So, And also, like, what Glass Onion was able to incorporate, like, the kind of into it into it that that worked really well yeah highly recommend go see that if you haven't already uh another comment on here remember to put your names on these comments people so we can shout you out i know not everybody reads all the instructions but there is at the end of the instructions remember to include your names uh this comment just says you guys should do worst movie um so what's your worst movie i mean the problem with that is we'd have to watch the bad movies to be able to make that determination. So like the worst movie I've seen this year is probably not as bad as the worst movie that came out in 2022. Uh, do you guys agree? Yeah. But what was the worst movie you watched this year? I don't know. I have to like look back and remember. Um, Mine's kind of fresh because we watched it last week, but it's a movie. It's uh, got released on Peacock. I'm sure it might be released a lot of places, but um, it's called sick. And I, I was kind of hopeful because uh, the writer of it was the same writer as the original Scream, which I love Scream. And it was a slasher, but the premise was just, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but then again, you probably shouldn't see it. Um, it was very COVID-based hmm. and just predictable and kind of dumb. So that'd be mine. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've gotten more selective with the amount of t- like if I'm going to watch a movie, it's a movie that I know I'm going to enjoy or the movie that I've done a little bit more research on or a movie that has good buzz 
for example, Barbarian. Uh, that's not a movie I would have typically watched uh, in this post-COVID world, but it was getting a lot of good buzz, and it was on streaming services, so I watched it. But um, if a movie doesn't look good, I'm just not going to watch it now. And mm-hmm. in past yeah. years, before COVID, I think that would have been... That'd have been different. That's because we also had like movie pass and stuff, so we could have literally afford to go see terrible movies. That's true. They they took away the student discount at Marcus. Oh damn! I know. Times are tough for everyone. But moving on to TV. So moving on to TV, let's start our TV rewards off with most underrated TV show. So this is the best all around package in terms of narrative visuals and production in a TV show that does not quite get its due recognition. So our nominees are Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, The Umbrella Academy, The Legend of Vox Machina, and Disenchantment. And our winner, most underrated TV show, this was actually decided by our listeners was the umbrella academy nice yeah i believe this was a four-way tie when we voted because we all we voted, voted for different things the one we nominated <laughs> uh yeah so umbrella academy um i think they got canceled by netflix uh or they're getting one last season before they're getting canceled watch it while you can i guess uh yeah i've, I've seen all of these and they're all pretty good, to be honest. Alrighty, our next uh, award is Best Visual Effects. And this is the most well-constructed and well-used visual effects in a TV show. And our nominees are House of the Dragon and or Stranger Things, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and Peacemaker. And the winner for Best Visual Effects is House of the Dragon. Nice. Uh, no wow. asterisk by that one? No okay. asterisk. This was not decided by our viewer. Yeah, I mean, obviously some of the dragons in the later episodes look great, but there are some dragons in the earlier episodes that do not look great, so <laughs> I personally don't think uh, this was the best visual effects, and I did not vote for it. I would have voted for Andor, but that's just me. I mean, I did vote uh, for Andor, not why we yeah. voted right. for Andor. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. That's weird. So it must have been Zach and uh, Pat, or Zach and uh, Rick. Yeah, I voted for House this. of the Dragon. Exactly. I think I voted for Stranger Things. But yeah, I mean, House of Dragons is a good show. I've never seen it, so I'm just I'm just saying that. So <laughs> He's honest, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I was also a big fan of how they uh, interpreted the Iron Throne compared to Game of Thrones itself. That was yeah, that was really nice. Much better job. And then our next topic, I'm going back to back here, if you guys don't mind. Oh, our next, That's what she said. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> our next award is best musical score, and that is the musical score that best conveys the tone of a TV show. And the nominees are Ramin Jawadi for House of the Dragon, and Ramin Jawadi again for Westworld, Nicholas Bratel for Andor, Kevin Kiner and Clint Mansell for Peacemaker, 
Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein for Stranger Things, and Akira Yamaoka for Cyberpunk Edgerunners. And the winner is, for Best Musical Score in a Television Show, Ramin Jawadi for House of the Dragon. Not decided by wow. the last one. Well deserved. Uh, obviously, the Game of Thrones music is iconic. Uh, they kind of reused some of it for House of the Dragon, which, I mean, it makes sense, but I wish they had, you know, kind of wrote some new pieces. But they did add some flares to certain themes that we've come to know for, like, for example, the Targaryens. When they when they uh, have the background theme for like Rhaenyra and stuff, they add that little little oomph in that number to kind of really defen- differentiate it. And I really enjoyed that. And HBO shows always do a good job of pairing the music with the show. We've seen that with uh you know obviously Westworld, which was also nominated this year. Um, and then uh, Succession has great music. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I think this is well deserved. What about you guys? I think so. Yeah, I would agree. But I'm also gonna sneak in one of my special awards: best credit opener, opening sequence. Oh, I have uh, the best same credit opening one. sequence. That's one of my my is my hands down Peacemaker. Yes, like that just so got well me done. pumped up every like for every episode, like for a show that had no reason being as good as it was. That opening sequence and everybody's choreography and like the just the blank look on their faces doing these amazing dances like it was it and was a, a work song of art that no one really knew before that show yeah so. just a shitty hair song like from the eighties yeah. like it's now like engraved in my mind and I will never forget it and yeah personal award best opening sequence of twenty twenty two would be Peacemaker and honestly watch the show for that if not anything else it is gorgeous. Very well done. That was one of my personal awards, too, with the same recipient. So I'm going to sneak in another one that I have on here that is not that same one. Um, I'm going to go with best use of music in a show, and that would be Stranger Things for their use of running up that hill, because that not only works as kind of like a, a theme for the character that they use it for, no spoilers, but it also works as a plot point for the show, which I think is really well done. And, you know, that that song, uh, I forget who the artist is, but rose up to number one after that Kate Bush. Uh, episode. Kate Bush. Yeah. Rose up to number one. And she also, like, had the, the foresight to own all of her music and the royalties and everything. So she's making bank off Stranger Things. So it's always good to hear stuff and also like that. The, what, what's the that small band that um, made a lot of money off of Stranger Things as well? Um, Eddie... Munson was playing their song. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they're also yeah. making some money off of that, too. So, thank God, mm. because... Come Master on. of Puppets. Yeah. Yeah, they were struggling there for a while. Moving on to uh, best performance uh, for TV shows. Uh, that is the most impactful, compelling, and best executed performance by an actor or an actress in a TV show. The nominees. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Millie, I hate names. Millie Alcock. Millie Alcock as Raina Rhaenyra Targaryen. Rhaenyra Targaryen in the House of the Dragon. Andy Serkis as Kino Loy in Andor. Adam Scott as Mark in Severance. That was easy. Uh, John 
Yeah, John Cena as Christopher Smith in Pity Swap, Peacemaker, and Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams in Wednesday. See, the names weren't that bad. Yeah, the names aren't that bad. Yeah, they, they weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. You saw Vanilla Targaryen <laughs> and freaked out. <laughs> and why did they have the Game of Thrones have to make their names so long? Take it up All with right, Jill, so, George Railroad Martin. The winner and in the TV show's best performance goes to uh, Millie Alcock as uh, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra Targaryen, Targaryen, House of the Dragon. And this has an asterisk. Oh, so, nice. You guys, the, 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 the voters out there, the audience, you contributed to this from having me struggle like this. This is because <laughs> of you. Congratulations. You know, it just kind of it just kind of hit me that like the ones with the asterisk are the ones that the audience decided. So does that mean their votes don't always matter? So their votes are taken into account. Okay. But they're not weighted as much as ours. Uh, okay. So when ours result in a tie, that's they, when they, they decide okay. the winner. Okay. Yeah. And as you can see, a lot of these are asterisks. So like a lot of these are really like the audience. Yeah, really we making. we had a hard time coming to a consensus, but. Millie Alcock did such a great job as young Rainier Targaryen to the point when she was recast, we're like, is this show going to work for the second half of the show? But obviously they, they knocked it out of the park with the, uh, uh, the casting of that. Talk about Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy. They did a great job. Rick, you have the next one? Maybe. I don't know how you know, but let's go. You're holding up an envelope. So I assume. (laughs) Best single episode of television. This is the best all-around single episode of a TV show in terms of narratives, visual, and production. So the nominees are Herogasm from The Boys, Season 3, Episode 6. The We We Are, Severance, Season 1, Episode 9. From You, 2,000 Years Ago. Attack on Titan, Season 4, Episode 21. One Way Out, Andor, Season 1, Episode 10. The Piggyback, Stranger Things, Season 4, Episode 9. All right, those Uh, are our nominees. Before before you announce the winner there, uh, Zach, how many episodes are in a season of Attack on Titan? That was the, I think, it was either the penultimate or third to last episode of that first half of the season. Yeah, most of these are... Towards the end of a season, I think Herogasm is the only one that's like kind of close to the middle. I guess that is still the second half, but uh, it's weird how it works out that way. I just noticed that. So, like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, a lot of these, like, episode nines, episode tens, like these later on with the build up to these moments, it's good that they're hitting it out of the park on these later episodes. Do you guys think we should make an anime category separate? I mean, we could, but it just depends. Well, I, that's up to you guys. Do you guys even watch anime? I feel like that's, Zach and I are the only ones that That's where you and Zach do. can actually like flex. I mean, your we definitely could that. because I mean, we try to watch as but much. But also as force us to can. watch anime to judge. And then we what keep you the watch. dirty anime out of our categories. Well, could we say anime or just animation? I mean, anime is animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do an animated just category. Like, yeah. We'll wait till this award is given. At least we're we're holding Rick up. And the winner is. This one was decided by our listeners. Thank you very much for helping us with our decision. One Way Out and or Season 1, Episode That's absolute 10. bullshit! Herogasm, <laughs> god damn it, fuck. Herogasm was fucking sweet. Was Herogasm this decided was by the audience? Phenomenal. Yeah, this one was the audience. Okay. 
But yeah, personal award uh-huh. hero gasm, Jesus Christ. Like Yeah. Oh my god. For most like most <laughs> nude body parts on the screen at one ten minute interval. <laughs> the winner is Hero Gasm. <laughs> like honestly, I blocked that out of my memory, and then as soon as I saw the like Hero Gasm got nominated, what happened in that episode? And then it was like that's not the episode that that one thing happened. Right? No, no, that was like a the, lot of things happened. A lot of things happened in that one. No, when the guy's like small and then he gets big. That's the first episode. Mm, that that's a that lot. episode. That was Jesus the first episode. Christ. Yeah, that is kind of fucking nuts. Oh, that was the first episode. Oh yeah, your thing you've went. Yeah, that's the first episode. But yeah, this is when like there was a party. That had to have been crazy watching that for the first time. <laughs> like, they top it, believe me. Oh, it Watch gets orgasm. Yeah, like I I repressed that until this happened. So yeah, <laughs> the winner is of All course right. Andor, but. Rick's winner is Hero Gasm. Jesus, oh my god! <laughs> and then, um, although One Way Out was a fucking phenomenal episode as well. Uh, yeah, all of these were great except maybe the the from you two thousand years ago. I've not seen it. It's it's great given like the the scope of the show because it goes to kind of like the origins of what they're talking about. I'm not gonna spoil it. It's still, like, Severance, it's Severance, Severance, yeah. Severance slap too. Like I uh, I love Severance. Yeah, they used every minute of the Severance finale. To the best, like most efficient way, and like, like you were at the, on your edge of the seat for the at the edge of the seat, and at the very end, whatever. you were just like, I, I had to catch a breath, like wow. Uh, before we move on to uh, the best uh, season of television, I would like to sneak in the best uh, personal category for best unexpected return of a beloved character. I like to give it to the Laughing Horse from Disenchantment. <laughs> 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 when they're flying on the hot air balloon, I think it was. <laughs> I just see the laughing horse on the top of the mountain. Like, what is that? And like, <laughs> at the end, like, oh, I wasn't prepared for that, and it was just like Bean's disappointment <laughs> seeing it was the laughing horse was just absolutely glorious. So that's my voice by category. John DiMaggio. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so that's my uh, personal category. Best season of television, which is the best all-around package in terms of narrative, visuals, and production in a season of television. And the nominees are Severance, Season 1, House of the Dragon, Season 1, Stranger Things, Season 4, Andor, Season 1, and Disenchantment, Season 4. Uh... Glad to see a lot of like new shows new with shows, their first yeah. season being nominated Hitting it out here. Of the park, yeah, yeah, because I believe this category in the past has just been like same old, Game same of Thrones, old. Westworld. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good to see that. And the winner is a first season of Severance. Oh yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, this was just a. There has to be an asterisk there for sure. There is not an asterisk there. Wow. What? Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure me and Pat both voted for <laughs> ain't, it. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> because honestly, check it out. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just such a, a unique concept that's executed so well. I can't believe it's on Apple because I don't expect quality to come out of that. Honestly, no, nothing good comes out of Apple, but this was amazing. Yeah. I I signed up for a trial of Apple TV for this show, and I will again when season two comes out. But I will not be paying for it. Yeah, so. no. Like my my wife got one when she got her new phone, and we're riding off that. And it's like, like I was so shocked, and every week it'd be like, oh, what's gonna? Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember I was like, it was like, it became an event series where you're waiting for the, the episode to go live every, every week. And I remember the finale went up early and mm-hmm. I texted Jordan. I'm like, it's up, it's up. And she's like, are you fucking joking? I'm like, no, seriously, I swear. I think I was like watching football or something. She's like, no, we're watching this now. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, hi- highly recommend going to, you know, somehow signing up for a trial of Apple if you, uh have not seen the show because it is it is phenomenal we do have some comments again people put in yeah we do have comments yeah we want to know who you are you know so we can know who to blame for these comments this is just a question um, this isn't even a comment rings of power question mark um well if you guys haven't noticed these are all like the best versions of tv television and games so yes ring of power would not be on any of these lists i mean wednesday was nominated in a couple categories so that kind of you know, add some water to your argument, but what are you talking about? Wednesday is good. <laughs> I watched. I, I watched. I have not seen Rings of Power. Also, Wheel of Time. Was that this year? Yeah, Wheel of. No, I wasn't. I thought I, that was. I thought it was two I, years ago. Yeah, that I, was twenty twenty one. Was twenty twenty one? I thought Euphoria yeah. was end of twenty twenty one, but it was the very start of twenty twenty two, which is disappointing. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. When was? I mean, this was a great year for TV. Like the year started off with a bang with a uh, piece. Peacemaker, and then we just kind of. I think Peacemaker, yeah. Righteous Gemstones, like all kind of put a shroud, and like I hacks. It was November twenty twenty one. Wheels of Time. Okay, TV but it finished show. off in this year. Uh, what's the second comment? Because it looks like it didn't like finish all the way. Good year for TV, but there's a lot in twenty twenty two we didn't talk about. So I think they're just men- mentioning, even though you didn't mention a lot of the, the shows, it was still a great year for TV or a good year for TV. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, we're picking like cream of the crop of 2022 so for it to be like there's still a lot we didn't talk about is kind of a testament to tv yeah it was a great year for tv definitely all right right. moving on to the meat of the show which is video games all right we're in the video games category of the tuggies awards for 2022 for those of you just joining us live (laughs) yes for just joining us live um so the first category beth Best sound design, and that is the most immersive sound effects in a video game. Um, the nominees are uh, God of War, Ragnarok, um, the Callisto Protocol, Immortality, Elden Ring, and finally Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> and um, the winner for best sound design in a video game goes to. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. Um, I mean, sound design-wise, I feel like this game was pretty good with, like, explosions going on. You'd hear people I mean, yelling and talking. and I mean, it just sounds like a war zone. The Call of Duty studios audio. always, yeah. like, go ham on their yeah, audio design. Yeah. yeah, there's videos of them, like, going into alleys and shooting bullets and, like, bouncing them off the walls and getting a boom mic to record all that shit. Like, just going, yeah. like, top level. So. The immense amount of effort they put in for that. I do want to give a shout out to the Callisto Protocol because there's a lot of things that game fucks up, but the sound design, it fucking nails the sound design and the atmosphere. Like it just go like, especially if you're using headphones, it just sounds so creepy. You hear like every crunch of the bones and you know, the, the, the slimy bits of the, uh, the infected and everything. It, it just does a really good job with that. 
the one shout out to Callisto Protocol, this this whole podcast. Uh, best level design, the most well-constructed world that complements the gameplay systems in a video game. And the nominees are The Entropy Center, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Tunic, and The Case of the Golden Idol. Shout out to Case the Golden Idol for making this nominee list. Very good game. You should check out on PC. Uh, the winner for best level design is Elden Ring. Mm. I mean, no surprise there. Their uh, dungeon and creature design that you kind of all rope into this category is just on point. Uh, with a, a game with like over 80 bosses. They very rarely repeat a boss design, so hats off to them. A lot of work went into that game. Yeah. Um, before we announce our next category, I'm going to give a personal award. I know I've given a couple so far, but I'm going to keep going until you stop me. Um, at the beginning of this year, I decided to use the time to really focus on games I've never beaten before, that I've played many times or tried to play many times, but finally have beaten. I'm just going to give this award to Chrono Trigger. I beat a lot of games that I never beat before this year, and that by far was the best one. Um, I remember actually. Did you beat it. Witcher this year? I have not beaten Witcher yet. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I was about to get really angry there. <laughs> no, I beat. Um, what's the Xbox uh, Star Wars game? Jedi Fallen Old, Order. Uh, Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, I beat the yeah, first yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. Um, no Chrono Trigger, Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance. Like I. Did a bunch of games earlier this year. Listen to our old podcast. They're all on there, but still, like, finally, like, putting Chrono Trigger on my actually beat this list. Like, that felt really good, and it was amazing. And, of course, the night I beat it was the night of the Oscars, so I was, like, in the middle of this difficult final boss. Then, like, boom, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock all right on, like, live TV, and I'm like, all right, well, that <laughs> happened. Um, but, yeah, I'll always hold that dear in my heart in the year 2022. So... Next category is Best Co-op Multiplayer Experience. This is the most well-designed and fun gameplay experience that accounts for multiple players, either competitive or co-op, in a video game. And the nominees are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Power Wash Simulator, Elden Ring, Multiverses, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And the winner is Chrono Trick. No, um, <laughs> Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Oh, that is that's two. Cool. Was this an audience one? Nice. This is not. There's no asterisks. This is straight yeah. up. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. I'm assuming Zach and Chance voted for this. Yeah, yeah. Call of Duty's for three for three. TMNT nice. was right there, guys. I should have voted for Power Wash. That went to the audience. <laughs> oh, imagine. imagine the scenes I, I don't know what the audience picked but yeah uh, I'm going to take this time to give a personal award and that award is for the game that absolutely got robbed 
<laughs> which is Marvel Snap. You guys are all sneep- sleeping on oh Marvel God, Snap. You're obsessed. You're obsessed. I am collection level 2196. Yeah. All I heard there is no life. I have no life. Says the guy playing That's World of Warcraft every night. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people play World of Warcraft. <laughs> a lot of people play Marvel Snap. But anyway, Marvel Snap absolutely got robbed in all these categories because these bitches didn't play it. Did you nominate you it? You should absolutely play it. I nominated it, but it didn't get it because you guys didn't nominate it. Should we have mobile game category? It would be one game, and it would be Marvel Snap, and it would win. <laughs> we should have a mobile game category. Why don't Zach? What's your personal award for best mobile game? For Go best ahead. mobile game, it would probably be uh, Clash of Clans. Do you seriously play Clash of Clans? My friends play Clash of Clans. I don't play Clash of Clans, but I know every everybody I know plays Clash of Clans. <laughs> All right, Grandpa. Like, get some new friends. Okay. Oh my god! So that's right, Zach's friends um, do better. This is a wake-up call. Stop playing <laughs> Clash of Clans, all right? Play Marvel Snap. So our next category is most underrated games. This is the best all-around package in terms of story, gameplay, and fun factor that did not get its due recognition in terms of popularity. And, and Marvel the, Snap should be on this list. And the nominees are Power Watch Simulator, High on Life, The Case of the Golden Idol. Kirby and the Forgotten Land and the Entropy Center. And the winner for most underrated game in 2022 is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And this was decided by the audience. Asterisk. Oh, yeah, nice. They like that Kirby action. Yeah, everybody loves Kirby. I believe this was another four-way tie where we all voted for our own. <laughs> Let's go, Kirby! The audience picked Kirby. So. Let's go! I want to give a uh, personal award for most disappointing game. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm going to give that to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Oh, okay. The game you said uh, had the because... best direction? Like last week? <laughs> I don't know. Let me, tell you, let me finish. He's played more of it since then. He's <laughs> disappointed now. I got past the first area. It's trash. <laughs> it's in a good direction. Like, it could have been one of the best Pokemon games in a while, but it plays like shit. And it was very disappointing that it was kind of game breaking. That's what we've been telling you since it came out. <laughs> And that's why I'm putting making it a disappointing award. Like I feel like it's the most disappointing game. I feel like you're contradicting yourself here, Chance. Because I feel like you were so high on it when we were making our nominations list. He was drunk at the time. Oh, he was drunk. I forgot. I want to give a personal award as well. And this is because Chance was was a little bit depressing, so I'm gonna go a little positive. Uh, this is the most surprising game of the year, and then for me that would be Elden Ring because I did not expect at the beginning of the year to get so hardcore into Elden Ring that I Pat would spend really got into Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent 72 hours. I beat every boss. I changed my build halfway through the game because I was having difficulty with a certain boss. Fuck you, fire giant. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I enjoyed the fucking hell out of that game. And I, I went back after I'd beaten it to play with Rick. I played with my brother. We beat some bosses again and I was on the edge of starting a uh, a second playthrough, a uh, new game plus, when uh, something else came out and distracted me. So obviously, if I had, I would have spent a lot more time on it. But seventy two hours is a decent amount of time to devote to a, a single and I, game. I feel like you aren't really into like Dark Soul like games. Yeah, and that's like, what was so surprising. That's about not a it, genre. So yeah, that's got to be my biggest surprise of the year. Nice. All right, moving on. We have best remaster slash remake. This is the best all-around package of gameplay, quality of life, and visual improvements in a previously released video game. 
And the nominees for this category are The Stanley Parable, Ultra Deluxe, Live Alive, or is it Live a Live? Is it Live Alive? I think it's Live Alive. Live Alive, Destroy All Humans 2, and The Last of Us Part 1. And the winner is, unsurprisingly, it is The Last of Us Part 1. That is probably the least surprising thing that's happened on this. I was hoping we'd kind of go a different direction and give it to Live Alive, because that was a a great 2D HD remake, but sadly... It's kind of hard to... It's no kind of hard to argue sadly. with that. Like, all right, cool. Well, moving on. Best art direction slash visuals uh, for video games. Uh, the most beautiful and cohesive art design in a video game. Uh, the nominees are Pentiment, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, God of War, Ragnarok, Elden Ring, and Immortalite. Um... And the winner for best visual art direction and visuals for a video game goes to God of War Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok, yeah. yeah they made Observed. seven distinct realms all looking great. All these games had, uh, I don't know why Call of Duty's on here, but all these games had a really good uh, art style. <laughs> Pentiment, <laughs> definitely. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed Pentiment didn't win because that was just unique and worked so well Mm -hmm. i would agree best musical score uh musical score and sound and or soundtrack that conveys the tone that best conveys the tone of the video game and the nominees are god of war ragnarok metal hellsinger elden ring norco as and the winner is God of War Ragnarok. What? That's impossible. I voted for Norco. Like the Norco soundtrack was like fucking amazing. I don't remember what I don't remember what I voted for. Apparently God of War Ragnarok. And you voted three times. It's decided now. It's on the papers. <laughs> <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. I mean, they did have really good music, and uh, they kind of just took that like Norse. They did write an original song for this as well. So yeah, all these all these games had really good scores, and uh, Elden Ring was really epic in terms of the boss battle because the theme music is super epic, but that theme kicks in in the final boss battle, and it just hypes you up so much. So anyway. Uh, what's the next one here? This is finally a Rick one. Best gameplay. Basically the most fun and polished gameplay loop in a video game. And our 2023 nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remake. Um, Remake? Oh, I'm pretty sure there's a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 like 13 years ago. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring. God of War. Ragnarok. Power Wash Simulator and Dying Light 2. I just want to say it's an absolute disgrace that Power Wash Simulator made it this far. <laughs> now, the, the big disgrace is the winner, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Part 2. Oh, three, five for five. Yeah. Is Call First of all, <laughs> what do you mean five for five? <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty Who has cares? not won everything it's nominated for. Three, three Pete. 
This is this is an absolute travesty because <laughs> no. this was voted on by Zach no. and is there, Chance. Is there an asterisk? No, it was Zach and Chance who voted for this. Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah this game that we played right 13 there. years ago is is so great. They got to do it again, and it's just as good, I guess. I, th- I think these two should give a public apology for what they just did. No, I shouldn't. This is one of the better apologies. Like they've made of of. But it's the same form. gameplay year after year. Why is this one better than Elden Ring? Until it's not. Why did you not. vote for it, not. Zach? It's it's so much better than previous CODs. I can say that. It's not the exact same as all the other previous right. CODs. Huh? I. I would have voted for Power Wash Simulator if I knew I mean, this was you can say the same thing about Elden Ring. Like, there are a lot of Souls. Just play all the Souls games. Like, no, this, is yeah, this isn't a blatant this is remake of the Souls game. From <laughs> it's, always, it's all the same. It's all the same. You die, you get pissed off, and then you have to go get your soul. You die before you get there. All the, you know, the you. clunky <laughs> movements, having to memorize patterns, and like the clunky like rolling and shit. And, it's not like, clunky. Maybe you're fat yeah, rolling because very, you have too much gear yeah. on you because you're not understanding the intricacies no. of this gameplay. I, I, wear, I did the Because it's not just people. point and shoot. Oh, you saw me first, and then you killed me first. That's no, all it is. It's best internet. It it's should best just internet. be looking. No. It should just internet. be looking. If you have faster internet, you but you win, but hands down. But you know, this is a travesty. It makes Sully sense. the name, dude. I'm holding the I, game exactly. of the year right here, and I yeah. am I am very worried about this year. I was gonna I was gonna text Zach and be like, "Hey, I need you to change your vote. <laughs> this can't happen. <laughs> Why would you? God, <laughs> because this is what you did." <laughs> This is on you, no. Zach. You did. You can't right, Zach. blame a maniac right. for doing what a maniac no. does. He's gonna do that anyway. You <laughs> no. were supposed to be the same okay. one. You okay, fucking, so you're pointing at in in my defense. In my defense, I definitely thought you two were gonna pick Elden Ring. So I, the Power Wash Simulator is the one thing on here. He voted for Power Wash in every category. I, I didn't think he'd actually do it, so I wanted us to tie. Oh my god! Why and did I let you the do audience that? decide? I thought no, the audience would decide. No, you this. did great, Zach. I, in my, I did not think he'd be ashamed. Be very ashamed. Don't be ashamed I, I, I'll take You're all I'll, about being yourself here. I'll take responsibility for that, but I did not think Rick would actually vote for Power Wash Simulator. Responsibility. <laughs> These are mad men. You can't account for what they're going to do. I did. I didn't think Rick would stay through to his nomination <laughs> and actually pick and you Power Wash Simulator. I know he podcast. told us that. What did I, I like about Elden that. Ring? Dude, I, I, I bought Elden Ring because we were going to sh- game share it. Everybody else bought Elden Ring because they were like, fuck you, Rick. And then I, <laughs> I, 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 I was terrible at it. And then we never traded. Like, we've That's talked true, about this yeah. multiple times on the podcast. I, I know. About it but I just, you. No, I know. But and you thought just I like, would pick that? I didn't think you'd pick. I didn't think when I didn't think when it came to crunch time, you would stay so composed about this. <laughs> Why did you go everything on that though? God, it's you just, know how disappointed Zach, I was when I found Zach, this out just now. Zach, next time I see you, first round's on me. I have the game of the year envelope right here, Zach. Think about your decisions. Those of you listening, be very afraid. I didn't think COD would win. I thought for sure we'd tie, and then everybody else would pick Elden Ring. I, I just wanted it to be exciting, you know? Like this is solely on you. I'll I'll take responsibility for that, but I just That's, wanted it to be exciting. <laughs> Well, it's and not. Totally, it's disappointing. I've totally, I've totally gone and biffed it. <laughs> totally. Who, who has it. the best name? Yeah, just like right. the house State Kicker. Um, Ruggles had a good uh, effort, right? What are we on? My no, we uh, Ruggles, my best God. narrative writing. 
Yeah. Who has that? Fuck, that's me. Rick's like actually despondent right now. Because <laughs> it's a terrible occurrence that just happened. All right. The best narrative slash writing in a video game. The most compelling and impactful story and or dialogue in a video game. The nominees are Immortality, God of War Ragnarok, Pentiment, Narco, Triangle Strategy. It's Norco. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I mean, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's not part of there. But um, the winner <laughs> for God, best narrative slash writing. There's no way. <laughs> You're the one who put these fucking things on here. It's a security the company. Best... <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> best writing slash narrative. Best writing slash narrative in a video game goes to... There can only be one winner here, shortly. It has to be. Immortality. Yeah, very well deserved. Yeah, very well, well deserved. deserved. Yes. The Lord. Yes. Yeah. Like, honestly, some of the best writing in a game... Ever. 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 Yeah, it's just... Ever. Phenomenal. Oh my god, okay. I've, I've never even heard someone call themselves a mad genius. I've heard like mad scientists. <laughs> the Messiah's gone crazy. Uh, okay, alright. Alright. Indie game of the year. This is the best all-around package in terms of story, gameplay, and fun factor in a video game made by a developer not owned by a major company. And the nominees are Entropy Center, Stray, Tunic, Weird West, and Norco. And the winner is Norco. Yes. Mm, yes. Okay. I, I, yes. I'm happy about that. Yeah. That that game is phenomenal. It is still on Game Pass. Uh, I believe only on PC, but it should be coming to Xbox soon. But phenomenal game. Just one of the best modern point-and-click adventures I've played. And I highly recommend everyone go try it out. Because the, the game's writing and themes and music. music are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. My, my buddy recommended it to me because his, like, his, like, a band that he's a fan of did the music. And he was like, yeah, have you heard of this game? And I'm like, no, I'll see if I can check it out. And then, like, it ends up being amazing. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Zach, where were you, man? What happened to Stray? I voted for Entropy Center. I voted for Entropy Center. What? I actively, I actually actively never voted for Stray. Yeah. I never yeah. thought it was the best game in any of these categories. Wow. Yeah. Betrayed. I and mean, this is the only category it's I in. Should, I should have just said that review by myself. What the fuck? You should have. All right. Probably would have gotten done sooner. <sighs> wow. Best performance. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> All right, well. So best performance is the most impactful, compelling, and best executed performance by an actor or actress in a video game. And the nominees are Men on Gage as Marissa Marcel in Immortality, Charlotta Moline as The One in Immortality, Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War, Ragnarok, Danielle Basuti as Freya in God of War, Ragnarok, Chloe Taylor as Arya in the Entropy Center, and Charlotte McBurney 
as Amicia in A Plague Tale Requiem. And there's the a winner, right answer here, and I swear to God, if somebody fucked this up. And the winner for best performance in a video game is Men on Gage as Marissa Marcel in Immortality. Yes. Fucking so phenomenal well performance. I think that's one of the best performances I've ever seen in a video game. Playing this like is four or five different actors as her yeah. first position right. out of acting school. Like, Yeah, it's insane. Like, her, her future in just acting in general is so bright. Like, it's truly I like saw, a superstar gem. I saw her talking on a podcast, and she's like, the auditions, like, I went, I moved to LA after acting school, and I was like, going to auditions for commercials and not landing anything, working as a, a nanny. And I was about to give up and move back home when the pandemic started because I wasn't getting anything. And then I got contacted from my agent for a video game called Immortality. And the, the rest is history. <laughs> like That's amazing. Yeah. That's so class. <laughs> All right. The best video game publisher. Uh, the publisher that has the most output in terms of quality games and feature announcements. Um, the nominees for Best Video Game Publisher are Xbox Game Studios, Nintendo, PlayStation Studios, uh, Square Enix, and Devolver Digital. Um, and Best Video Game Publisher goes to PlayStation Studios. Voted on by the public. But yeah, Asterisk, public, you, you made this decision. You did this. <laughs> you, did, you did this to us. For those of us. you audio listeners, he's pointing you at, did you this. at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had Horizon, they had God of War, uh, they had... Uh, Last of Us Part 2. And Last of Us Part One, and uh, what's the uh, the one that me and uh, Zach stopped playing? Stray. Well, they did have Stray. Horizon. Um, but Returnal. 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 Yeah. And Xbox had nothing. Did Returnal come out last year? Was that not last year? I thought that was 2021, but I might be tripping. No, it was 2021. It was 2021. Oh, April. Time is April a flat 2021. circle, everybody. I was about to say, yeah, that was not <laughs> the last year. Time is a flat circle, so they came out with the uh, the DLC. They came out with the expansion, the DLC. They came out with the DLC for it. I knew it was something. See, I was right. Don't ever question me again. Alrighty, so best video game developer. So this is the developer that has the most output in terms of quality games and future announcements. And the nominees are Half Mermaid, Geography of Robots, From Software, Santa Monica Studio and Obsidian Entertainment. And the winner for Best Video Game Developer is Obsidian Entertainment. Rick applauds. Fuck yeah. Rick applauds. They did a great job with Pentiment. Grounded was this year, right? Yep. Grounded finally got released this year. Obsidian. And, uh, fucking just knocking it out of the park, and they're still oh. working out Outer Worlds 2 and Avowed. So, mm-hmm. again, we've said it hundreds of times before. We're going to say it a hundred times again. Obsidian Entertainment was the best yeah. purchase Microsoft has made. So, the, you know the like, Mayans use obsidian blades for bloodletting rituals. Jesus. Okay, I'd like to give a yeah. special award for uh, the most 
non sequitur comment ever. <laughs> chance. Which usually goes not- to chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best game direction. That's one of mine. Uh, so best game direction is outstanding creative vision and innovation in game design that complements gameplay, audio, visuals, and story in a video game. And the nominees are Eric Williams for Santa Monica, Eric Williams of Santa Monica Studio for God of War Ragnarok, Sam Barlow of Half Mermaid for Immortality, Hidetaka Miyazaki, and Yu Tenemura of from software for Elden Ring, Josh Sawyer of Obsidian Entertainment for Pentiment, and uh, Shiguri Omori of Game Freak for Pokemon and Scarlet and some shit. Uh, and the Scarlet winner... Scarlet and some shit. You said the and, game was disappointing, and this man is nominated for the best direct, best game. And direct. the biggest disappointment, according to Chance. <laughs> and the winner Make it make sense, is... Chance. Sam Barlow for half Merma- of Half Mermaid for Immortality. It was the only uh, correct answer here. Uh, I mean, Eric Williams did a fine job. Josh Sawyer. As did Miyazaki, as did Josh Sawyer. But the this fact so that far above. three of us played this game and got the story non-linearly at a, and a different time. Yeah. And still came up with the same story and the same result and loved our experience with it. That's just a huge feat, and that's something that speaks volumes. Has never been done in a video game before. True. To have that kind of concurrent storylines occurring non-linearly is like that. Like breaks that. That could be something that changes gaming genuinely. Yeah, because other yeah. studios could look at that and be like, "We can tell the story in a non-linear fashion and have it work." We don't and need have to multiple dumb it down for an at the same time. They will figure yeah. it out. Like this was something that like it was like highbrow. Really well executed and low class with the amount of boobies and low class. You can High click on the boobies and it'll lead you a scene with more boobies. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It was a great mm-hmm. game. Like, and just like it was just it was a phenomenal game and phenomenally directed. Like I got a little out of like David Lynchian kind of themes and like actions, which is like what I'm all about. Oh, it works so well. So where are we at now? Game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the year. Alright. Opening this baby up fresh. Let's see what we got. Uh, Let's go. Game of the year. This is the best all-around package in terms of story, gameplay, fun. Or, I guess, and fun factor in a video game. The nominees are Immortality. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Pentiment, and Power Wash Simulator. And the winner is Call of Duty Modern oh Warfare 2. Fuck. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't even list that down in the nominees. What? Oh, God damn it. God oh, damn. I'm sorry. So, no, it's a troll. It's a troll. I am. I, I, no I opened up two of these earlier. Okay. Throw that trash away. Game of the Year. It's the best all-around package in terms of We're story, this again. gameplay, <laughs> and fun factor. Oh my god! In a video game, and the nominees are Immortality. <laughs> We're in a time loop. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Pentiment, and Power Wash Simulator. 
And the winner is Immortality. Fuck yous. Yous. Fuck you, Chance. Yeah. That's what you yeah, get. And honestly, this Why? is a big upset up. because. What do you mean what I get? What is this is absolutely. This is absolutely a huge upset because if this was up to if this was up to the if this was up to the audience and not us, immortality would not win. No. It would have been it would have been Elden Ring. That's right. That's why the audience needs to revolt and 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 the audience would have had for Elden Ring. Because more people would have played Elden Ring than more people would have played uh, that rather than immortality. I don't know. 50% of the vote, Elden Ring. Yeah, it's nuts. What was the other 50%? God of War? Uh, twenty percent God of War, ten percent Pentiment, twenty percent Immortality. So Power Wash did not get votes. You got the vote. You, you just have to. You just have to play Immortality. It is. Yeah, it's you on, have to. If you don't have Game Pass, it is on Netflix. You can play on your. But phone. it has to be Netflix Mobile. Yeah, you can't do it on yeah. your TV. It has to be Netflix Mobile. But like Pat but... told us, Pat told me like you have to play this. I, Rick did too. Like you guys both were like you have to play this game during one of the podcasts. And then immediately when that podcast ended, it's like one in the morning. I started playing it. The next thing I know, it's six in the morning and I've beaten the game. Like it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I could not put it down. I could not stop. Yeah. Absolutely deserves game of the year this year. And yeah. And that's like a small studio, small team beating out the triple a budgets of Elden ring of God of war of call of duty. Uh, Pentiment was a smaller team as well, but you know, it just Honestly, goes to if show. Pentiment would have won. That I would not have been sad. Neither would I. That would have been my second choice. I think God of War would have been third. Yeah, I mean, Marvel Snap would have been fifth, but nobody voted for that. Um, but yeah, just a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And uh, I've been. I was talking to Casey since this game came out of like my experiences with this game and every game I played after this game, I was measuring. Against immortality. immortality. And I'm like, yeah. Was this a better experience than immortality? And every time the answer was no. So, so I had a buddy ask me, yep. like, he's like, yeah, I'm at a friend's house who has Game Pass. Like, what game should I play? Like, I'm a big fan of, like, let's go for, like, an RPG or something like Psychonauts, maybe, like, a platformer. And I'm like, immortality. Yeah. Unless Hades is still on Xbox, but still, immortality. Like, like, I am. Um, do it. I haven't felt this strongly about a game being like this amazing since I played Hellblade for the first time. Like that was the last time I felt like super strongly about like this game is so much better than the rest of what I played this year. Yeah. This, this, if I had reviewed this for the podcast and I didn't, I just talked about it on multiple podcasts. I would have given this a 10 out of 10. And the last, the last 10 out of 10 I gave was last of us part two. So Yeah. The game is phenomenal. It's, Hellblade it's basically a flawless game? game. Hellblade was before the before our podcast, yes. Um, uh, who wants to read the comments? Uh, Zach, you read the first one. Yeah, so it says spell check much. I don't know. Did we not spell check our document? Zach forgot the R on Power Wash. Uh, Zach, I oh, yeah. I didn't forget. I typed everything perfectly. I you typed these nominees. I copied and pasted. I don't believe you. Well... Fuck you. Let's go for the next one, which is Elden Ring in every uh, the category. Next comment, Elden Ring in every category. Was Elden Ring present in with, every category? With one, two, three, four, five explanation points. Well, so I mean, it obviously videos. wasn't in there for game of the or indie game of the year. It wasn't in best narrative or writing in a video game. Yeah, because I, I think this person is yelling at us. 
that we should put Elden Ring in every category. Well, okay. Well, for whoever this is, again, put your names in there. And so we use know who it is. proper sentences. Use All proper right. sentences. And, and secondly, Elden Ring can't be in every category. So. It can't be an indie game. It can't be. So. so. Next one is Sifu had the best gameplay by a mile. I who, don't believe that. Who played I played Sifu? Sifu for the first level. And then I honestly <laughs> forgot it came out this year. So. How was the gameplay? Gameplay was it was like a fighting game gameplay. Yeah. So a fighting game is never. It was like, and that was the one every time you died, on. you aged up. Yeah. Every, and and then yeah, it was like all right. like you got skills and like you had less yeah, health. Like you, you become did more, more powerful. And, yeah. yeah. The, the next question I'm really excited about. Best weapons was fun. Yeah. And what 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 would have been your best weapon of 2022? I would have picked the one that highest high on life. I would have picked Morty. Best weapon would have been a. Uh, Gas cannon a match. Uh, I, I my best weapon would be a spoiler, so I'm not gonna say it. All right, my best weapon would be just a really nice power washing nozzle. Power hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the controller in immortality. Yeah, and then this this next one, like, wouldn't it make more sense to separate games into genres, like they do at the game awards? I mean, well, we've if you've been listening to this podcast, you would know we've discussed this, and. It's like, what's the where, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the genre? line? Yeah. Is it an action game or is it an action adventure? Yeah. Is it an RPG or is it an action RPG? Is it a JRPG or is it just a regular RPG? Like, they're, they're so arbitrary. Yeah. I, I think it's important to draw the distinction between indie and AAA. Uh, or but know. outside of that, we compare them on the same level as themselves because we give a lot of love to indie games as well. Yeah. And indie games make their due in like in the major categories as well, not just like best indie game. Yeah, and I think but previously like, we've talked about having a VR category, but none of us play enough VR games for that to and be. I think, we, I think we all as a collective do a good job of playing a wide variety of games from far from very different genres that we can comfortably like represent all of them. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, what's the point of doing like best sports game? Okay, it's going to be between FIFA and like Madden or something. That's boring. Yeah, like, exactly. That's good for me. I actively play sports games regularly. And where would immortality like, fit in that? It would yeah. just be indie game. It would be puzzle. That doesn't feel right. Right. Like so. I, and I like being able to compare games from different genres and see how they stack up against each other. Because it's more fun that way. Immortality, you could argue, is like it, it's a immortality won our game of the year, and you could argue has no gameplay. I mean, I wouldn't say no gameplay, but like. That's the story nuts. is definitely front and center, yeah. Yeah, like, you get what I mean, right? Like, it's hardly gameplay. Yeah. It's just, right? at like, that point, you're drawing lines that are arbitrary, and it's like, yeah. like even the Game Awards, I, I was, like, they speed through those categories and just announce them without presenting them on stage because mm-hmm. they're arbitrary lines. And it's the same right. thing with, like, best Xbox game, best PlayStation game, and, you know, right. dividing them by platforms. Like, you're just weeding it out so you can give an award to a, a certain game but if that game is right. good enough it's gonna get a, an award it'll in stand a on its own different category and we can Especially always do against the competition that's why we do the personal awards you can always do best rpg if chance is like really like i've I played a lot of vr games this year i'm gonna give an award for best vr games that's perfectly fine mm-hmm. it's just we as a podcast do not do that right so good this- question yeah, maybe a sure. little bit of stupid question because we've already answered that. Oh my Jesus! Wow! All right, stupid <laughs> question. I mean, I'm just being honest. 
Maybe they're a new listener and they didn't know that. Maybe, but so cut them some slack. Now you just lost that new listener. <laughs> <laughs> Last comment here, Zach. Did you? Did somebody read this already? Uh, I did not. Nobody read it, but I can certainly say it. Uh, someone commented, "I had the most fun this year with Kirby. It is just pure joy." I wish I could give shout out to someone to that person, but I don't know what their name is. Yeah, but include your it names. Is a, it is a pure because joy. I want to sh- publicly shame you for being wrong, and I take my credit back or my uh, comment back for the last question. That, I thought that was a stupid question. This is a stupid comment. No, so. it's not. Someone, if somebody had their most fun this year with Kirby, that is more. That's awesome because that's they what they love to games. play this year. No, they don't have to. If they had the most fun with Kirby, they had the most fun with Kirby. There's nothing wrong with that. You do not get to publicly shame our audience. They they want someone to tell them the cold hard truths, and nobody else no, does that. Being, but I will do that. All right, you're, you're being unnecessarily rude. Stupid and, commenter, person before that stupid questioner. No, so. that's. I think. I think what you're saying about please our keep commenting and questioning on our stuff. Tell us who you are. My name is Rick. Anyway, so that was the Tuggies. Tell us what you think. If we uh, snub some game, <clears throat> Marvel Snap, or if we rightfully awarded some games, you are part of what makes the nominees. If Marvel Snap didn't get in, it's more at fault for. Them. But there's three people holding me back. You have no idea how high I can fly. Uh, we are going to end it by giving one last award, and that award will go to the winner of subpar subtitles. But we have a final round of subpar subtitles. It isn't 2022. It isn't 2022 anymore. This is fraud. It's our winner of the entire year of 2022. This will close it out. Yeah. So after this, we'll start a new round. But anyway, so this last, we're going to do things a little bit differently here. Um, There's going to be two two normal rounds, and then there will be final subpar subtitles. So uh, you're just rigging it. So I lose this. I'm not rigging anything. There's uh, no reason for this to be occurring. You're doing three <laughs> more rounds. The only reason you're doing this is to make sure Rick catches up. Our listeners want innovation. This is disgraceful. And creativity. And this is I have that in spades. This is disgraceful. This is disgraceful. And I will done. call them out for their stupid comments anytime. So like this is stupid is what this is. All right. So. Subpar Subtitles is a game we'd like to end the podcast with. We are ending the year of 2022 with this now, uh, even though this is technically 2023. But basically, I take the concept that game developers like naming their games with franchise colon subtitle, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the game of the year for 2018. Uh, So I will list out a bunch of real subtitles, and I will include a fake one in there. And it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. We've been keeping track of score all year and the scores are currently Zach with 21 points, Rick with 18 and chance with three. So you will get three points for a correct answer. Is everyone ready? Mm -hmm. So back in the groove, alchemist of the end and the secret key. Dirty Deeds, Paper Jam, and Last Raven. Let's say those again for those of you listening at home. Back in the Groove, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key, Dirty Deeds, Paper Jam, 
and last Raven. Uh, Zach, since you are in the lead, why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going to go with B. B, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key. For Zach, Rick, what is your answer? The last one was Last Raven. Last Raven. I'll take Last Raven. Chance. Um, I'll go with A. A, uh, Back in the Groove. So now you guys have the opportunity to either say that they're all real or all fake. And if, you, and if they are all real or all fake, and that's what you said, you will get double the points for a total of six. So chance. Do you stay or do you pick one of the other two ch- choices? Um, I'll just stay. Chance is staying. Rick is flicking off Zach. I'm going to say all fake. Rick is saying all fake. Zach? I'm going to say all real. Zach is saying all real. They're taking some big... Why wouldn't you say the same thing as Rick? Because I know one of these games is real. Big risks. All right. So, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Real game. Uh, Altier Ryza 3, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key. Real game. Dirty Deeds. Not a real game. (laughs) Shit. That's the professor saying good news, everyone. Uh, (laughs) Good news, everyone. Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Real game. And Armored Core Last Raven. Real game. So scores do not change. Now for the second round of normal subpar subtitles. So same thing. I'm going to give you a list of five choices. Pick the fake one. You guys ready? Uh, yep. Yep. Insanity, corruption at Cowboy County, battle through time, breaking duh rules, and the Witcher Tales. Repeat those again for those of you listening at home. Insanity, corruption at Cowboy County, battle through time, breaking duh rules, and the Witcher Tales. Zach, since you're still in the lead, why don't you go? What was D? D. Uh, breaking breaking the rules. rules. Mm, no, we'll see. Breaking with yeah, a comma. DA. It's a breaking with a comma, no G. Oh, no G. We'll see. Uh, C is battle through time. Let's go with that. Battle through time for Zach. Rick. Uh, D. D. Breaking the rules. rules. Chance. I'll just do the Witcher Tales. The Witcher Tales for chance. So now the twist again. You guys have the option to either keep your answer, three points if correct, or say all real or all fake. And if that is the case, you will get double your points. So, Zach, what do you say? I'm going to say all real again. Zach is saying all real again. Rick. All fake again. All fake again. Chance. I'm just going to keep my answer. (laughs) Just keeping his answer. All right. So, after fall, insanity, real game. Okay. That's not what I thought it was. That's my bad. I said all real. I thought it was a Crash Bandicoot game. This might be a Crash Bandicoot game like that. Uh, Frog (laughs) Detective 3. Corruption at Cowboy County, real game. 
Samurai Jack, Battle Through Time, Real Game, The Fairly Odd Parents, Parents. Breaking the the Rules. rules. I played that game. game. I love that game. The Witcher Tales. Not a real. No, I'm kidding. No way. Thronebreaker, okay. The Witcher Tales. <laughs> it's gotta real be. games. That gotta gets be. six points yeah. added to his total. Yeah. For a total of twenty-seven points. And the rest of the scores don't change. So now, we have Final Jeopardy. I mean, sorry, I've never even heard of Jeopardy. <laughs> we have final subpar subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> any any. Uh, any guesses what this is going to be like? <laughs> no, any, any similarity between this and Final Jeopardy is purely coincidental. I've never even heard of the show. Oh, so um, we're wagering points. <laughs> so you, you will be wagering points. You don't know anything when you are wagering. Uh, I need you guys to Discord me, Discord IM me, or text me your point wager. The category is action game. Texas. This is so... <laughs> This is so fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I have to do this. I have to do it like this. It's the safest thing I can do. Don't play bitch. safe. It's the logical thing to do. All right, Chance, I'm just waiting on yours. I sent it to you. Oh, you discorded it to me. Okay, all right. So, now, uh, to be... As close to final final jeopardy, are possible. you gonna play? You have you have what? Do they give you thirty seconds or a minute? They give us a whole commercial break. Okay, you have thirty seconds to figure it out. So basically, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you three subpar subtitles. They may be real. The, they may be fake. We have to say what games they are. <laughs> if they're real, they're all from the same franchise. If they're fake, oh. They're all from something else. If they're all fake, then they're not from anything. But anyway, you have three uh, subtitles that I'm going to give you, and you have to tell me what franchise or that they're all fake. You guys ready? Yep. Four answer, nine breaker, and silent line. Armor core? I'm going to say those again for those of you listening at home. Four Answer, F-O-R, answer, nine breaker, and silent line. You guys have 30 seconds starting now to send me your answers. Oh, we text it to you? Uh, text it or Discord. Do, 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 do. Nope, that's copy protected. Are we like all messaging in three different ways? Uh, they are texting me. Chances you Discord me? Okay, he did. Okay, all right. Everyone's answers are in. Let's start with Chance. Okay, so Chance wagered zero points, <laughs> which is a good strategy if you guys both wager everything and fuck up. Uh, and okay. his answer was the Armored Core franchise. Rick wagered nine points and then corrected his wager to thirty-six points. How is that possible? <laughs> and texted me, fuck Zach. And his answer was five nights at Freddy's. Uh, Zach wagered nine points. And his guess was Armored Core. 
The correct answer is Armored Core. So Zach gets nine points on top of that. And wow, he how did is... Zach know that? I only would have... You said it. You said Armored Core. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I did. I didn't know you were the only like... way I got it. I had no idea. <laughs> when did... He said it just when I was reading it? Yeah, yeah, he was like armored oh, core. I didn't know. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know illusion. You were like, I didn't. Why? Why would you wait? Why would you listen to what I say? I had no idea. You were so. You I said it so points. fast. You said it so fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, it's armored core. Like, all right. I think armored core four answers like the one I played, and I'm like, that's the only reason why. I, I had it. no fucking clue. Dude. I had no idea. <laughs> wow, Zach cheated. Collusion. Well, I didn't know how you were formatting this. I thought it was like the well, first Well, no, answer. to be fair, even if I would have like gotten the, it wrong. Like immediately, like who says it first kind yeah. of thing. If I got it wrong, I didn't know you were going to do like testing and shit. Because you're wagering. So if you were the first answer, then like their wagers go away. But yeah. Exactly. They don't get to wager. The final score in first place is Zach with 36 points Finally. for the year. In second place is Chance with three points. And in last Wait, place. Three? Yeah. Oh, I do only have three. And last place is Rick with negative 18 because he wagered 36. Rick wagered 9, yep. not wagered 36. I'm Honestly, it. I, oh, I was the 2022 champion of uh, subpar subtitles. I was also the champion of the Achievement Wars, so it's fine. Start off Always 20 champion of my heart. He gets, he gets the Peter Dinklage Award or the, the robot. The oh, ghost. Oh, it's on yeah, the, ghost. The ghost that I sh- I didn't get to have next to me because of COVID after 2020, after the 2020 year. But anyway, that's been our tuggies. Thank you and good night. Oh, I should probably do the the sign. Do the proper close. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, remember, you can reach us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Talk about the fifth annual Tuggies at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on our social media. On Twitter, we are at TUGPOD. On Instagram, we are at TUG underscore POD. On Reddit, we are at r slash TUGPOD. And on Facebook, we're the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Also, check out our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tugpod. We promise to be streaming more soon. And our Discord, which is, I don't know, the link is somewhere. Uh, we ask that you subscribe <laughs> and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star review for every other I'm just a fucking mad Jesus. Yeah. Did you just call yourself a mad Jesus? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a mad Jesus. I was going to say a mad, a mad genius, but. Uh, <laughs> Angry Jesus. <laughs> Flipping tables. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm a mad Jesus.